0: This podcast is brought to you by Southbank Centre in celebration of the Hayward Gallery exhibition In the Black Fantastic. My name Crystal Genesis. I'm a podcaster, journalist and arts and cultural curator, and I'm really excited to be bringing you these episodes spotlighting In the Black Fantastic, a series of conversations between musicians, writers and the artists exhibiting work at Hayward Gallery. We hear about their inspirations, how they approach their respective practices, as well as their own experiences of In the Black Fantastic exhibition. If you haven't seen this great exhibition yet, In the Black Fantastic is inspired by Afrofuturism, a cultural aesthetic which explores the African, predominantly diasporic experience. Works by the 11 contemporary artists make up the exhibition, drawing on themes such as science fiction, myth, folklore, and Afrofuturism to examine the times we live in while imagining possibilities for the future. The works range a medium from filmmaking to sculpture and digital installation. And the exhibition is put together by curator, writer and journalist, Echo Eschen. Celebrating artists who've touched on the theme of Afrofuturism in their work. Interdisciplinary filmmaker, Colleen Smith, is in conversation with composer and cellist, Ayana Witter-Johnson. I'd like to start with you, Colleen. In the Black Fantastic exhibition at South Bank Centre's Hayward Gallery, it reimagines myth, science fiction, spiritual traditions, and the legacy of Afrofuturism. What is your interpretation of Afrofuturism, and how have you
1: incorporated these themes in your work? Afrofuturism, I, th- I feel, you know, has a kind of a clear academic marker in 1994. A writer named Mark Derry, based on conversations with uh, Greg Tate and Trisha Rose and others in New York, was identifying a tendency in music by African Americans to use the cosmos as a metaphor for the Atlantic and the Middle Passage, as well as the experience of having one's bodies as a kind of like material technology I was just really interested in what a wonderful metaphor that universe was for the potentials of blackness and various understandings of it, both as an experience, as a sociological marker, as a material. And so I I really love the way in which with science fiction, when you're reading it, what's happening is science fiction writers are taking what they can know about the past to think about what's possible in the future. And in fact, all you have to do is sort of like think about what has occurred to imagine different occurrences in the future. And I think that's really exciting. So I try to do that in my work as much as possible. Also, Colleen, for listeners who haven't experienced your work yet,
0: please could you use a few words to describe the themes that you think resonate within your work? You know, the room which holds your work often commands the viewer to travel around and really interact with the space and the different elements. You have video, static objects, plants, colourful lighting. Tell us a bit more about this.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm using um, closed circuit cameras, which are like an old fashioned kind of box, a camera for surveillance, but instead of pointing them at people to spy on them, I'm pointing them at objects that are arranged on a table, a round table in these um, oblique little scenarios or vignettes that with objects that are mostly common household objects and a few more exotic or specific um, precious objects kind of mixed together to kind of create associations Associations are personal to me, but hopefully the objects are accessible enough that anybody who approaches the table can find a relationship to things there. And the idea is that the way in which you see the things on the table, this sort of round green tabletop is completely different than the way things look through the lens of these cameras and projected on the walls. And this shift in scale and the shift in perspective, I think, is very important to think about how limited our knowledge and experience can be, and then to think about what's possible and what's around us. Ayana, you're a composer,
0: singer-songwriter, pianist, and cellist. Themes in the Black Fantastic exhibition is Afrofuturism, and I think your performance lends itself to these themes of Afrofuturism. But what are your thoughts on this? Have you ever thought about yourself within this category,
2: whether that's what you wear or how you present your work? I guess listening to you there, Colleen, I really resonated with that sense of imagining what's possible in the future and a sense of acknowledging the past and transforming it in the present. And I think my performances definitely draw on my past, my ancestral heritage, primarily my family coming from Jamaica, but always wanting to acknowledge that their roots really are mostly from Africa. And I love that. I love kind of bringing my sense of discovery of myself into the present moment and sharing that with the audience. And I usually express that in folk song and storytelling and singing with the audience and allowing there to be a sense of communion and community. And I guess I'm creating my own sound world and a world that the audience can partake in, but also something that leaves them with Things to discover themselves and not just what I have shared or presented, but also just a doorway into a world that they may not be familiar with or a world that they are familiar with and have kind of shut away because it may not come up in day to day life. Their childhoods, the memories, the songs they may have heard growing up. So I feel a sense of glorious responsibility in creating live experiences musically. And I'd like to talk about
0: performance as well. Can you tell me a little bit about what performance means in terms of your work? Obviously, Ayana, that's like very clear. You know, you perform music in front of an audience. But Colleen, tell me a little bit about how you interpret this. Would you call how people experience your work almost kind of intimate journeys? Tell me a bit about
1: that, really, the importance of performance within your work. I think, you know, I'm not a performer, I'm a filmmaker, so I love being behind the camera. Not, not I I don't enjoy people looking at me. So when I'm making um, installations, I'm thinking about them almost like sets or stages for others, for the visitor, for the spectator. It's really important for me that the space feels like hospitable and welcoming and kind of invites the kind of curiosity. And gives people the space for that. It's also really important that there's kind of an invitation to rest and slow down. So I rely a lot on light because the other cue besides sound that kind of works on us almost subconsciously where we may not always be aware of how the light is uh, impacting us. You know, may, someone might be aware of like how much they like a song, but they may not be aware of just how fundamentally irritating the sound of a lawnmower is on them and how it like switches them, you know what i mean, from peaceful to irritable without any real awareness. It's just something around them. I think about that with light as well where um you know, we want things illuminated so that we can see, but there's real, real, real decisions about the how. And that that feeling of a light kind of like making you aware of your own self in a space seems really important. I do like to watch people with the particular piece that's at the South Bank, um, the piece epistrophe. I really like watching people walk around the table and slowly figure out that the projections that are surrounding them are actually the objects that they're looking at on the table and figuring out that these perspectives are shifting. And there's something like a dance with the piece and the people for me that is really pleasurable. And I love the reward that people get who take the time to figure that out for themselves.
2: That's really interesting, actually, because sometimes I think of light as rhythm and rhythm for me feels like the basis of everything. I think I'm most inspired by rhythm and specifically sort of the journey of African claves and how they've informed so much of popular culture, music everywhere. A lot of my songs are essentially me playing with rhythms and grooves and claves and the idea of dancing. I literally like to dance on stage. I feel like music and dance go together and rhythm and vibration and light. They're all on a spectrum. Ultimately, it's amazing how all the elements really do need to work together to kind of create the space that you want to share.
1: Yeah. I think that has so much to do with the fact that all of the sound and light are both like just the frequencies of energy that our body senses differently. Right. So, Like, and I think that's why they all have to be kind of tuned together. And I love that. And I think that's an idea that I definitely got from Afrofuturism. And that's what you get from the physical energy of the space.
0: I also want to talk about music. Colleen, your work is heavily influenced by jazz, specifically the late iconic jazz musician Alice Coltrane. Ayana, your sound crosses the boundaries of classical and jazz as well and many other genres. Is there something specific, Colleen, about referencing the musical genre of jazz which appeals to your creative process? And Ayana,
1: do you have any thoughts about this as well, jazz, where that sits within your work? Oh, I mean, for me, music is really at the center of how I, I make uh, moving images in particular. You know, film is time-based, just like music is. So formally, I'm always looking for like a different way to structure moving images. And so I look to music and Alice Coltrane was so important in that because of the way that she sort of reinvented the raga. And brought in all of her like knowledge of gospel and jazz and bebop into this spiritual musical form, of really about repetition. And when I started listening to especially her early recordings, when she first arrived in California, I was just blown away by the inventiveness and the freshness of the sound that she was making. And I still I just really want my films to have that same kind of inventiveness and freshness and almost like a kind of instability because the things that are being brought together may not have ever really existed together before. And I, I love that feeling. So I learned so much. I think of music as like how I learn how to make films.
2: Yeah, I love that you mentioned Alice Coltrane. She also popped into my mind when I was thinking about Jess. In particular, she has this one song Kuturya Ramakrishna, And I love this tune. It's like one of my favourites. It's like, a, I guess, a moving sort of sonic meditation. It does have the Indian
0: raga. It's sort of inspired by that, isn't it? What Colleen was just referencing before.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there aren't, I guess, in her generation, that many female jazz musicians to look to. But she sort of stands out in the way that she wasn't singing. She was playing an unusual instrument. She was bringing spirituality in quite an open way to her music and quite, well, at least I felt like happy to just blaze her own trail and be in her own lane. But jazz in general gave me an opportunity to, I guess, express myself because um, jazz is very structured in many ways, but through listening to other live musicians that I really started to embrace jazz and all that it could be and all that it is, which is, for me, a celebration of the amazingness of Black people, the ability to create languages. There are so many different pathways in jazz. It's a very big umbrella for lots and lots of different types of expression. It holds so much history, so it continues to kind of celebrate the roots whilst also imagining
0: new worlds. So when you're not creating or thinking about creating, tell me what do you do to take your mind away from work or the world? Anything in particular that you want to learn, hobbies, tell us a bit about it.
2: I'm always creating. I'm always doing some level of putting ideas or thoughts or processing together. But when it's not at the forefront of my mind, I love languages. I'm very curious about how we have so many languages (laughs) in such close proximity. And because I travel a lot around Europe and I'm coming across people speaking multiple languages all the time, my dream would be to speak between eight and 10 languages fluently, just express myself and embrace the cultures that I sort of move around in. I I love that. So I'm, I'm on French at the moment. My French isn't too bad. Thank you so much. What about you, Kali? When you're not
0: creating or thinking about creating, tell me what you do to take your mind away from work and the world, really.
1: I try to take uh, time off, but I think, you know, even at rest, I'm kind of paying attention to things like the experience of just being. And I find that stuff working its way into my work pretty directly. And even when I think I have that kind of like a harmless hobby or activity, eventually it finds its way into my work in a really kind of crucial way. It may take a long time. I have this abiding interest in gemstones, which is taking me into like a really crazy deep dive of geology, which is now having me think about black time and all this other long memory and all this other stuff. And so creating things, I think of it more now like generating I guess as long as I'm alive, I'm going to be kind of generating ideas and seeing what I can do with them, you know. So essentially, you
0: both are always thinking about creating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to end, is there anything that you really want the viewer to take away and the listener when they experience your work? What would the lasting impressions be?
2: I want audiences to feel that they are precious they are worthy and they can do all the things that they
1: dream of doing i think i'm always thinking about the fact that we as i guess we call ourselves humans are on this planet that is uh, in this vast universe and our relationship to that scale is profound and humbling and awe inspiring and i try and make that relationship between us and the world the many many worlds around us i try and make that explicit
0: many thanks to colleen smith and ayana witter johnson thank you so much to all the artists and guests for taking part in these conversations i'm your host crystal genesis this show is produced by zhajah mohammed and researched by zara martin In the Black Fantastic exhibition is on at Hayward Gallery until the 18th of September 2022. Find out more about the exhibition at southbankcentre.co.uk and on Instagram at hayward.gallery and also check out their Twitter at Hayward Gallery.